All right, fantastic. Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark. Today is Monday. What is today? Monday, December 5th. <laughs> Oh, there's a lot to talk about. So on Friday, we had the big jobs report and uh, my markets went crazy on Friday. We'll take a look at this. This week, not a whole lot in the economic calendar, but next week, the Fed meeting. So what will the markets do this weekend uh, or this week? And uh, most importantly, how are we trading? And we'll talk about this. Plus, uh, we had a few of our options expiring on Friday. So let's check our positions right now, where we are and uh, going into December, how we are positioning ourselves. By the way, if this is your first time here, I'm Marcus Hotcutter. This is my head coach, Mark Hodge, and uh, we, we're real traders who trade live accounts. So <laughs> therefore, we have a lot of experience. And uh, trust me, we know exactly what we are talking about. So uh, if you're in for uh, some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you are in the right place. <laughs> and so... Mark, with that said, let's take a look at the markets and uh, let's first talk about Friday before we talk about what's happening today. Sure. Interesting day on Friday. Uh, it was the first Friday of the month and we had the jobs report. Right. And the, the jobs report, I mean, initially came out better than expected, which is not what the Fed wants right now. So two of the numbers really stood out, uh, which is the jobs that were being added, plus also the average hourly earnings. And they yeah. jumped much higher than expected, which again caused some inflation fears. Yeah, 263,000 jobs added in November. This was bigger than the 200,000 job increase that was expected. And we also had average hourly earnings jumping 0.6% for the month. Uh, this means that wages are up 5.1% on a year-over-year -year basis, uh, which is above the 4.6% that was expected. And those things are, are things that the, the Fed would rather see much lower uh, to help this inflation problem that we have. Right. So, and at first the markets were like, oh my gosh, now the, uh, the Fed will just keep tightening. But then it seems that on Friday throughout the day, everybody realized, okay, it's just one data point. We had a few others that were good. We had the CPI data that came out better than expected. We had the core PCE and we had Powell saying that they are planning to slow down and raise interest rates less aggressively. And I think this is what we're traders focused on on Friday. And uh, so, I mean, after a really, really bad start, uh, we actually finished only slightly down in the S&P. Uh, I think uh, for the Dow, we even finished slightly up yes. and uh, the Nasdaq also slightly down on Friday. Yeah, I mean, pretty pretty flat day when you actually look at the closing prices of Friday. So a, a nice little recovery after the earlier move lower. Yeah. And, uh, you know, going into today, we were actually down a little bit, but then a little more selling taking place. Yeah, let's uh, so let's take a look at a five minute chart of today and we are looking at the at the S&P. So we, we opened a little bit lower, not as much at Friday. So we, we opened lower by less than half a percentage point. And I mean, at first markets were just diddling around, but then a, a sharp move lower. And this was actually caused by an economic report. Uh, one of the very few that we have this week that are red flagged, and it is the ISM services PMI. Sure. So you see the forecast there. 53.5 was expected. 56.5 uh, was the reading. This is a survey of around 300 purchasing managers. 
um, which are asked to rate the relative level of business conditions for them. Uh, so this is, uh, again, one more data point that actually shows that the economy is doing okay. It, it's actually strong. A reading above 50 indicates industry expansion. Uh, below 50 indicates contraction. So if the Fed had their way, they'd rather see that contraction uh, to, to, again, help the inflation problem. Right. And if you look at the economic calendar overall this week, we see it is super light. We have mainly yellow flag reports that have a very low impact on the markets. But then we have another big one coming out on Friday, uh, which will be the core PPI, uh, the producer price index. Yeah, and I was actually, you see that there's a red flag report for today's report, but I was surprised that there was that reaction. I, I felt that with everything that we know and, and the type of report it is, that it would have a muted response. But traders trying to grab hold of anything right now, and I think part of that is because the economic calendar is so light until Friday. Yeah, so Friday uh, we have both the, the PPI, which is an inflation gauge, the producer price index, and then also... Uh, the preliminary University of Michigan consumer sentiment and the inflation expectations. So uh, we will see uh, what happens there. So Friday could definitely be more, more a wild day. And then the big one next week is the next week we have core CPI again and the Fed meeting. Next week will be another busy week. And, and I mean, probably the most important week of the month of December. Yes. Clearly. So this is where it goes all back this morning with, again, the economy being stronger than expected. And the question is, what will the Fed do? Well, we will not hear much from Fed members this week because they are in the quiet period. They're not allowed to talk or give any statements ahead of next week's meeting. And uh, so this is where, if you're looking at the Fed watch tool right now, still most market participants are expecting the Fed to increase rates by half a percentage point. And uh, this is a deviation from the previous uh, four meetings. I believe it was four times hiking rates by three quarters of a point. And I'm surprised that it's only a 75 percent here. I, I would I would have assumed that we'd uh, jump higher. Uh, but. Either way, 50 basis points is really what's priced into the market at this point. It's really interesting, especially after Powell's statement last week yeah. that made the markets jump. So if you go back to the daily uh, charts and we had this huge jump here after Powell said and said, yeah, you know what, I, I think it's, it's time to slow down a little bit. I mean, not stop raising interest rates, but not doing it as aggressively. And that's where I thought after he said it, that probably would be at 90% probability plus. But uh, so that's a, a little bit of a surprise. And if you also look at uh, has this changed? Not really, not really. I mean, a month ago, it was 61%. Uh, a week ago, 66%. Friday, a little bit higher, 78%. And today with the stronger than expected uh, ISM uh, manufacturing index, pulling back a little bit, but uh, it, it hasn't changed a whole lot. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else said. Now, one of the things, uh, so the S&P, we talked about it on Friday, is at a key level. It is right there at the 200-day moving average. Has been closing last week, as we can see, three times above the 200-day moving average, but today trading right uh, right at and might even close below the 200-day moving average. And it seems that we will have a battle going on here this week around the 200-day moving average. As you can see, 
the week prior, we bumped into it, pulled back, then uh, closed above it, but right now moving a little bit lower here. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, can it act as support? And uh, let's see, what, what's the actual, so 40, 4044? I mean, this is uh, what this could be. Adjust, yeah, forty, forty-four. Exactly. 40, We're right there 40, right now. We're within so two that's points. Line in the sand. Let's let's round it up. Forty, forty-five. Yeah, it is definitely the line in the sand. So we'll we'll see. So what does it mean for for us in our trading? Well, we are looking for opportunities both according to the Power X strategy and the Wheel strategy. And uh, let's first talk about of what happened with our existing positions because Friday was a big day. Let's actually start with uh, WSM, uh, William Sonoma, uh, because last week we sold puts. I sold uh, the 109 puts that expired on Friday. For you, it was the 108 puts. And uh, as we can see here, I mean, on Friday, we closed well above our level. So these expired worthless and we could just keep our old premium. Yeah, it worked out nice. And uh, today on the scanner, it popped up again on the PowerX scanner. Yeah, we decided not to trade it, but right now it is a good trade. So right now it is possible to trade the 109, also receive again 50 cents. That was exactly what I received last week. So that, that is possible. That is possible. But anyhow, uh, this one expired worthless and uh, therefore we remove it from here. Now, the other one, LVS. We have been talking about LVS Las Vegas Sands here. And uh, this was saying goodbye on Friday. <laughs> it was a little bittersweet, Marcus, uh, to finally let this one go. Uh, we, it's, it's one of our longest uh, wheel trades uh, that we've been in. Uh, you see what took place when we initially got into the trade. Uh, the, the stock slid and, and traded in a new range. We added to it, so we did a rescue. Uh, the rescue worked out nicely. It popped above our cost basis uh, for just a, a week there and then quickly retreated. So we've been in this for a long time. We were able to collect a lot of premium. Um, and because of the COVID situation in China, it's been moving higher. But gosh, I, I think I saw seven out of the last nine days, LVS has been higher. Yeah. And it's up 44% from the low. So I, I'm, I was ready to let it let it go yeah so uh, this definitely one of our longest trades that uh, right now we were able to unwind and uh, keeping all of the premium i need to do a final tally i i do believe that i have around 22 dollars in premium that i collected on this and yes lvs is gone hey just for clarification though uh, it's trying for its ninth winning day in a row so not seven out of nine and if it ends up closing higher, which right now it's it's actually retraced, it would be the longest win streak since 2018. Yeah. So this is where we see that today there's also a bit of a pullback. Not a whole lot because initially it was moving even higher. And this is where, I mean, we talked about it this morning with our mastermind. Uh, was there any regrets letting it go? Should we have milked it for another week? But here we decided to let this one go. So bye-bye LVS. TPR, uh, TPR, another one that I've been in for a long time, but I've been able, uh, so I never had to do a rescue mission here because it never dropped more than 30% from the assigned price. 
and uh, I was able to sell puts, sell calls uh, for a long time. And this is one that I actually wouldn't have minded to keep uh, another week or two. But uh, with the way how it moved, th there was no way of rolling it so that it made sense. Anyhow, so I sold the 37 calls, kept all of the premium. So there's a, a lot of premium that got collected. I believe this morning I checked $13,000 in premium and uh, then my shares got called away. So this one here is bittersweet because this week there's another dividend payment and uh, this would have yielded me an additional $800. But uh, hey, I have been in this trade also long enough. And again, I should be happy with $13,000 in premium here. Hey, you were assigned, was it in February or March? Uh, that was in March. Okay. Yeah. And uh, TPR, I mean, I traded it a few times. And if you're looking here at uh, the trading log uh, for TPR, uh, let me just see, because I traded it a few times. I made a total of uh, $17,800 uh, on okay. this one. So I, I'm, I'm okay with this one. I'm okay yeah. with this one. All right, anyhow, so now TPR is also gone. And uh, this means that right now for me, there's three positions in my portfolio. CTRA, uh, a trade that we entered last week. Uh, so we both sold the 26 uh, put expiring December 9th. So we'll see what happens there uh, today. A little bit of wild move because of crude oil and the way how it is moving. Uh, but we, we'll see what happens with this one. Yeah, it's been a little bit all over the place today. And speaking of all over the place, Marcus, Google has been bucking the trend. Google up today. Uh, I've sold the one of uh, four calls expiring Friday. And who knows, you might be closer to selling calls uh, this week. Yeah, uh, let's actually take a quick look at this uh, going at the uh, to the calculator. So on Google, uh, let me just bring it up here. And uh, going out to next week, uh, assigned at 108. But as we can see here, my break even uh, is at 104.26. Uh, so let's just see what is possible here. And uh, Google, I need to double check. I have 1200 shares of Google. So let me adjust this. And uh, let's just see of what would be possible. I mean, I doubt that I can sell the, the 108, obviously. Now that would only yield me 4%. Uh, and uh, even the 104, which is still below my break even, only gives me 29% annualized. So okay. I, I have to wait a little bit, but you were able to sell last week the 104 call because your cost basis is a little bit lower than mine. Exactly. Yeah, but right now, um, I mean, I'm most interested, of course, selling above my cost basis. So I wanna sell the, the 105, 106, and we need, uh, we see that for the 105, I need a minimum of 45 cents. Right now it's trading at 27 cents. But yeah, as I said, Google bucking the trend today because markets are slightly down. So we'll see. Maybe there will be an opportunity. Would you be open to selling calls below your cost basis or you want to stick to that for now? Um, if, if it is short term. So uh, if, for example, tomorrow I could do it for Friday, I would because then I believe that I'll be able to roll it up uh, in the same way as we did it with, with LVS and with TPR. 
So I, I, because I've been able to sell calls here in quite a while, so I wouldn't mind being able to do this if I can get at least 30%. I mean, preferably here, I would like to see 40, 45%, but uh, definitely, yes. Okay. NVIDIA, another one. And uh, based on your advice, I drew a trend line there. And look at this. <laughs> look at that holding up very, very well. So I need to adjust this line because uh, last week I uh, moved the 170 call into the 175 just to make some more money on the stock. So my cost basis here is at 160.91. And uh, right now I sold the 175. Also interesting that Nvidia today, a little bit bucking the trend, moving higher here, uh, following the trend line. So if on Friday I'm getting called away at 175, this is where we go back to the calculator, uh, I would make, um, where is it? $15,000 on the stock plus uh, last week when I rolled it, I made $110 on the roll. That was not the important one, but right now there is for me an opportunity to possibly uh, make um, around $15,500 on the stock if on Friday it closes above 175. That'd be a nice little gain. That would be a nice little gain. Absolutely. <laughs> so this is what's happening. Now today with the markets being down uh, this morning with our mastermind members, we, we, we looked at opportunities and we see that right now, uh, if we switch to a five minute chart, Nasdaq is coming back a little bit, but still down almost 1%, but not a whole lot popped up today. No, there weren't too many opportunities. I, I, WSM was uh, uh, my favorite. And right now I just want to hold off. Uh, it's, it's Monday. We do have some uh, slots uh, to consider. WSM was attacking support there when we first looked at it. Uh, but that would probably be my favorite. Yeah, out of everything that we saw today, that's the yeah. one. We decided not to take it because, yeah, it's Monday. We didn't force anything. I mean, we're doing really, really well so far uh, for the months, for the year. Very happy with my yeah. results. Okay. Anyhow, hey, if you would like to know more of how we trade these crazy markets and our strategies, take a look at these videos. We have a couple of videos for you here that explain more of what we are doing. Check it out, and then we'll see you again tomorrow morning. Happy trading, everybody.